0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book that shares the same name as this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great, but sometimes it takes a little more. Will provide you with what worked well for me success stories of people that have been through hard times and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes with topics including relationships, food allergies, and acts of kindness. Now, if you like this episode or any of the others, please do me a favor rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed. And help us inspire many more people. And now for this episode, I am so excited to introduce you to Sarah Leathers, founder of Healing Meals, who shares her story about the healing power of connection, kindness, and nourishment. So please grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello everyone. I am so excited to be here with someone who is so special to me. Her name is Sarah Leathers, and she is an inspirational leader, a businesswoman and a motivational speaker who spent much of her career in the corporate and nonprofit sectors. Now, after her own health crisis, she discovered the healing power of connection, kindness and nourishment and founded Healing Meals. Healing Meals is born out of the philosophy that food is medicine, and it serves and delivers organic meals to families going through a health crisis, as well as empowering youth and adults to provide services throughout the community. Now, when you meet Sarah, you feel this instant connection. You feel her passion for life and helping others, whether it's in person, on the phone, or even sitting in the audience at her TEDx talk you can feel the compassion and positivity that she radiates. That is why I am so honored and excited for you to hear her story today. Sarah, I wish I could just jump through this and give you a big hug, but I'm doing it virtually. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast.
1: Karen, that was quite a, an introduction. Um, thank you so much for that kind and uh, warm introduction. And I'm with you. I, I can't wait until we can get together and have our morning coffee uh, like we have in the past. So um, thank you again for having me and, um, and and allowing me to share my story. Um, I just think it's just such an opportunity um, to to share an experience that I had that was difficult and hard, um, but that, you know, on the other side of that, what came from that? And that's what I'm really excited to talk about today. Well,
0: and that that's why I want you here, because it's beyond your story. We all have stories, and then you did something with it, and you were helping others tremendously day by day with it. And so... I couldn't wait to get you on the podcast. I just wasn't sure when it was going to happen. And now it just seems like a great time. Will you just jump in and start telling us a little bit about where it began and and move forward to what you're
1: doing now? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I'll just share, and, and you and I have talked a lot about, um, you know, just going through a, a different difficult health crisis. But when I was thought, thinking about coming on and, and speaking with you, it, it really got me to pause and think about. Over a couple, several years, um, I went through some difficulty, uh, some difficult times for sure. Um, In 2010, uh, my father passed away from multiple myeloma, and and that was a journey with him um, for sure. And the following year, uh, my daughter, who had gone off to Africa uh, to work in a very remote village... Uh, came back from that experience um, and got, um, unfortunately, a severe case of malaria and was in um, ICU for 12 days and life support for four days. Um, And then then a year later, um, out of nowhere, um, I thought I was on this really healthy journey. And out of nowhere, um, I came down with a very rare mycobacterium infection, um, that really took me out of commission, um, and on uh, treatment for over 18 months, and then, you know, a, a really another year of of healing. And when I look back at those experiences, um, you know, I, and I think you would say this as well, um, I, I can't help but think how grateful I was. Um, when I You know, after my dad passed, it's you realize the community of people that you have around you, who care for you, who who nourish you with with their love and their hugs and their cards. Um, You know, when my daughter was in the hospital, we were just there day to day. I mean, we, you know, I think back on that, I'm like, I'm not sure how, how I got through that.
0: I can't imagine.
1: But I got through that because I had these incredible friends and family that picked up the pieces at home for us that, you know, provided meals for my other children that took my other children to places that cared for them because we needed to focus on Samantha. Um, And then, you know, here I was in this place of finding myself um, in this, you know, unfortunate situation of, of being really, really ill. Um, And once again, the way people stepped up in my community to support us, um, was just beyond um, what i i I ever imagined, and so through all of that, you know, at the same time, my sister in California had started the series community project where they were doing the work that we are doing now at Healing Meals community project, and I saw the difference that she was making. For families, similar to what I had been going through, is this this love and care and nourishment that we needed as a family while we were going through these difficult times. She was doing, and and I knew at that point, um, you know, I needed to get myself well, um, but I knew at that point that I was going to start this in Connecticut. It was my dream, and I didn't know when that was going to happen. But what I started to do is um, we make a a healthy, what we call our immune broth, our nourishing broth. And one of the things I knew I could do when I heard a family was going through a hard time was to show up at their door uh, with a batch of this healthy immune broth and my sister's cookbook and to say to them, you know what, this is what you can do for your loved one. Continue to make this broth, nourish them with the warmth of the broth and and just the care. Um, And I did that for a number of years and it was kind of, you know, Oh, here's Sarah showing up with, with broth again. And, you know, unfortunately we know far too many people going through health crisis in this country. Um, You know, I I say, often say if I was in a room of five people or 5,000 people and I asked everybody to stand up who knew somebody in a health crisis probably more than 90% of the people would be standing. And, and that's really unfortunate that we are in that place. And, and I say that as a health crisis, I, I'm talking physical and mental. Uh, you know, yeah. at Healing Meals, we, we also support people going through a, a, me, a mental health crisis as well. So, you know, that, that journey that I took allowed me to see how important it is to support others going through a difficult time and how that, that love and care is part of the healing process to know you're not alone. And um, I knew I needed to, to start that and do that here in this community. And so in 2015, I took a leap of faith um, and my sister's organization was, had started to do trainings for people around the country who were interested in doing this same kind of work. And so, uh, you know, I, I had a, a number of uh, friends who I had told at some point I was going to start this. And, uh, and I reached back out to him and said, I'm, I'm, I've taken the leap of faith and I'm wondering if you want to jump in with me. Um, and so three other women uh, did join me on the journey. And so we went out and we did the training and we were able to come back and, and share with the community what we were going to start at Healing Meals um, and in March of 2016, uh, we, we had our first weekend of cooking, um, and we are you know, really proud to say you know, we're, we're almost five years in to that first day, our fifth anniversary, and we've been able to provide um, 67,000 meals um, to our community, our, our greater, greater Hartford area, about 50 towns in and around the greater Hartford area. And we're supporting um, all kinds of people. Um, you know many of our clients uh, have cancer but many of them um, are suffering from um, you know uh, other chronic conditions or they've had a major surgery um, or they're just struggling um, to get a, a a healthy meal on the on the table for their family because you know they've got anxiety or depression or Um, you know, again, some kind of chronic illness. And so we look at every, every family that reaches out to us. uh, We do our very best to be able to serve them.
0: Now, what I'd I'd love for you to do is explain in a bit of detail what the service actually provides. Because before, when I read it on paper, I thought, oh, you bring a meal a week uh, for two weeks, and then, um, you know that's beautiful and that's generous, but it's so much more than that.
1: Yeah, yes, it is. So you know, thanks for that great question. Um, so what we are able to do is um, we not only provide a meal for the, the person in the family who is ill, we provide um, the meals for everybody in the family. So every week, our clients uh, for twelve weeks, they receive five meals. Um, for everybody, you know, everybody in the family, and so we do a chicken dish, a fish dish, um, uh, two vegetarian dishes, a hearty soup, an immune broth, and then we make these what we call our our uh, energy bites. And um, and what we do is we want to serve that family for at least twelve weeks because what we are trying to do is show someone or that family that. What food you put in your body, you know, we say food is medicine, the food you put in your body makes a difference in your health. Um, The better food you put in your body, the stronger you are to deal with whatever health challenge you're dealing with. But it's not only that, every week, um, we have youth 14 and up who come in and do the cooking and the packaging. And those young people are learning about—they're learning about healthy eating because they're in it. They're—they're they're cutting turnips and they're cutting broccoli and beets, and and having to try the recipes that that they're cooking uh, to make sure they're spiced correctly, and um, so they're being exposed to this beautiful uh, produce and food. But the other beautiful thing about it is that they are learning how good it feels to give back to somebody in your community who is really in need. And our kids will say over and over again, how um, how good it feels and how lucky they are to be part of this. And that even on their worst days, they can come into the kitchen and have one of their best days. And so that that is such an important piece of it. And our youth every week write, Um, handwritten cards to every single client. So that client is not only getting this healthy food, but they're getting this love and care uh, from a young person. And then those meals are delivered to our client's door by our volunteer delivery angels. And our delivery angels often will take time to chat with our clients, see how they're doing. Um, We also have uh, Connection Angels, and those are um, volunteers that pick up the phone and call weekly or every other week to check in. How are the meals doing? How are you doing? Um, You know, what meals did you like? Uh, You know, what do you need? And so uh, all of those things we have realized are what make really the, the overall difference. You know, it sets kind of us apart from some of just just having a HelloFresh land at your doorstep, right? Um, right. It's those, it's those little special things, um, those moments uh, where somebody who's living alone, especially through this pandemic, right, feels loved and cared for by a group of people that don't even know them. But we came together because we feel they're important and we want to make sure that they realize that.
0: Well, and this, when I learned about you and when I met you, I literally left that meeting and I started crying in the car and I called my best friend, crying out of joy, the fact that you exist, because for those that knew me pre-stage four cancer, they knew that I thought I was healthy drinking Diet Dr. Pepper and baked Lay's, but I didn't, fruits or vegetables, like, hey, you know, I'll save that for the weekend. And then, you know, I was doing something else. So I wasn't smart enough to know that it was important, but yet my body felt the way it felt. I didn't know what it felt like any differently. And then when I made it, made all those changes, Yes, it was the stage four diagnosis that would lit the fire underneath me, but I was motivated to do whatever it took to help me heal. And I did so much reading about food being medicine and about how it really can help us heal. And so I drastically changed my diet to have a plant-based whole foods diet. And I say to everybody that'll listen to me, and hey, you guys are listening to me right now. It is amazing, even though I was so scared and we had no idea what was gonna happen in my life. When I nourished my body with wholesome foods, it actually felt differently. And even though I was exhausted, I was full of this different type of energy. And I do believe now seven years from that stage four diagnosis, that part of why that I am thriving is because I have found ways to nourish my body that's healthy. And when all the chemo is coming at me or radiation or whatever it might be, my body is able to try and take care of itself easier. And I wish I would have known of you when when I was diagnosed, it was before you guys were founded, because everything you're doing I can attest to is meaningful for someone going through hardship. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I know for me that was absolutely – um, for me, a, a turning point as well, um, because I said, you know what, I I need I need to understand um, how I how I can have my immune system as strong as possible, um, and that that actually after um, well I should say as I was recovering, I actually um, went uh, through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition program because I thought I just want to learn for myself, I want to understand how I can do better and and you and I both know stress is a factor yeah um, in, in all of this and so what you know what I loved about IIN is that it really looks at mind, body and spirit and, and all of those so interconnected and and I'm so blessed that um, Ellen Palmer, one of our founders and Tracy Arnold, who's our wellness director are also graduates of IIN and so that philosophy, is um, is so much a part of, of what we do. So not only are we nourishing our clients um, every week, but we now have a 12 week wellness uh, education program that goes along with the meals. And that also gets incorporated in every shift. So we start every shift um, in a circle. We take a moment to honor you know, all of us taking time to show up. Uh, and do this work, uh, we remind everybody to leave their struggles at the door and that this is a place of just love and joy and, and fun, because we want our clients to feel that in the food. But it also gives us the time to take a moment and, and share um, something important about what we do and why we do it. So, you know, sometimes it's about why, why do we do organic? Uh, other times it's about gratitude and other times it's about environmental issues, but it's a chance to uh, to educate everybody on these important things about how we can each uh, do better for ourselves and, and the community around us. And you mentioned something before about you know really understanding when you start to put better food in your body, how it is so transformative. And that's why we serve people for 12 weeks, because that transformation takes time. You can't just serve a family for a week and they feel better. It has to be, you know, we're introducing food that can be very, very different than how somebody is eating. Uh, You know, again, you know, there's a lot of processed food out there and a lot of people, that's what they eat a lot of the time. And now we're introducing this beautiful food that's picked from the farmers on Tuesday and cooked on Wednesday. And and in their homes on Thursday, and that food tastes completely different. And I I often share this with our young uh, people, and I, I give them this um, this reference that you know you you have this one beautiful body, and if I want you to compare that to if you drove an um, uh, what would be the amazing car that you would want to have in your driveway, and so think of that car. Now, when you go to fuel that car, would you put tar in the engine? What, you know, you would never do that. Right. And that's the same thing about we can't f- be fueled with a whole bunch of processed food. That's okay. It, you know, you can do that every once in a while, but you can't do that long term and and remain strong and, and build an immune system uh, that can tackle you know, a, a real major health crisis, and that that was a turning point for me. And I still have a lot to learn. I am not perfect by any stretch, but I know enough now. To I go off the rails sometimes. I mean, I'm you know what I learned through this journey is my body doesn't handle gluten or dairy and some other things. And but you know what, I love a good piece of pizza every once in a while. <laughs> <more. laughs> so I I am not a hundred percent of that at all. Do I? Am I still learning how to manage stress, running a, an organization and growing an organization? I'm still working on that. But I'm educating myself um, to know how to do it better. Um, and, and part of that is aligning myself with like-minded people. And I have we have an amazing team of women at Healing Meals um, who all bring that same love and compassion um, to the, the work that they do. And I think that is why we have been so successful is that we are so in alignment that at the end of the day, you know, we all can put our heads on our pillow and say, you know what, we are doing good work, important work, and making a difference in the lives of those around us. And my sister will often say, you know, there's actually nine affiliates now in uh, eight in the country and one in Denmark. And we meet regularly um, about, you know, just the executive directors. And she often will say to us, look, if we stopped doing our work today, we know that we have transferred transformed people's lives. And those lives are transforming other lives. And so, you know, give yourself a break, take a breath and know that the work is, it's always going to be there, but we've already proven that we are changing lives. And um, I have to remind myself that sometimes because I push myself, I want to do more, we want to serve more families. Um, you know, so uh, it, it is, it, that's not good either, right? Self-care um, is so important. I have to take care of myself. It's like you put your mask on first, right? I have right. to take care of myself uh, so I can take care of my family and I can take care of the organization. To be the best leader, I have to put my mask on first, and I I don't always do that. And um, I, I'm learning. It's a, as my dad would say, it's a bad it's a bad day you don't learn something. And boy, I can say I learn something every single day.
0: Well, I mean, you bring up so many great points and the taking care of oneself. I think we all, especially in the shift with the pandemic, we're dealing with different things in different locations than we were before. And it's a different, you know, I keep saying different, different, different way of taking care of ourselves. What do you, do you have any tried and true practices that you use when you find yourself as, you know, going off the rails, which may not really be going off the rails, but starting to not take care of yourself as much, how do you get yourself back on?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, you know what, um, <clears throat> it, it takes me some to realize it. And what used to happen to me is I would get sick and I would get like a major illness, you know, and that would sp- make me to pause. And after okay. this last one I had, I said, never again, so, I try really hard to have a daily practice now. Um, when I get up in the morning, I try and take a few minutes and just think about uh, what I'm grateful for. I try in the morning to do a yoga practice or a stretching practice or a Qigong practice. Not long, right? I, my day is busy, and and um, but long enough that it makes a difference. And I say long enough, it could be. 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes or it could be 45, depending on my day. Um, the other is every single day, I'm really lucky I have a dog. Um, and so that requires me to get out and get myself out for a walk. Um, and some days the walks aren't as long as I would like, but I get myself out. And I know for me, it being in nature is so important. Um, I love hikes in the woods. I love, you know, we, in the summers, we, we uh, like to be, you know, near a beach. Um, and those are important for me. But I can't always do that. But finding what really pausing and when you're in a place where you feel uh, calm, remember that. What, what is it about that moment? And then continue to try and find that. Um, I will also say I find such joy in being in the kitchen uh, when there's the hustle and bustle of the youth and the adults working together and there's chatter. So sometimes for me now, because of having to pull back from the day to day to run the organization, I'm not always in the kitchen, but I know when I need that that good feeling, um, I go down there and sometimes I just stand there and just chat with people and that nourishes me. And so it's finding those things that that really fill your heart uh, and and f- help you to feel good. And then I'm, you know, 99, 95% of the time, I really think about the food I put in my body. Um, I'm blessed that I can uh, cook organically, uh, and um, that's a priority for me. It's a priority. And yeah. um And so I'm, you know, I love to cook. Um, I love to experiment with cooking. It's relaxing for me. Um, I grew up in a home where my mom was a phenomenal cook. Um, And, you know, she loved to entertain. and, And she's given that to all three of the kids that, you know, we all love to cook. We all love to entertain. That too is relaxing. So I think it's about finding those things for for you that, um, that grounds you. Um, you know, I'm starting to read more now. Um, I'm loving podcasts like yours. I love to listen to on my walks. Um, I am a learner. I love to learn. I love to to uh, hear about something that I don't know anything about and kind of dig into so I, I think I, I probably went off the rails there a little bit but I really think it's about finding those things for for you particularly where you can in those moments you can go oh wow I feel I feel centered um, and you What's
0: interesting is, is, as someone who I can speak from being a former workaholic and in my corporate career, I was I loved my job and, and so many of the people I worked with. And so it was really easy to jump in and to always be focused on work. And it's somewhere, even early on, I don't want to say I lost myself, but I lost the hobbies I may have ever had uh-huh. because whenever I had a free moment... I would jump into doing something for work and I'll tell you even now with a busy life with a child even though life looks very different than it did a year ago it's easy to when you have a free moment jump back into work what I found that was helpful and I've talked about this here and there is people ask me well you know what do you love what do you love and I'm like well I love working on the podcast and they'd say well that's great Karen but that's that's your work which I don't see it as my work but you know for the sake of the the conversation okay what do you love to do and someone some very wise person told me what did you love to do as a kid and try tapping into that again mm-hmm. and so i was like oh all right so i used to do calligraphy because i took one of those like in second grade an after school program where they taught us calligraphy and Calligraphy may not be as cool now, but that modern calligraphy and handwriting calligraphy is so I bought a few books and every now and then I'll do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that so that's kind of fun. It's different and I don't need somebody else. And sometimes as much as I love the connection with people, whether it's virtually or in person, sometimes you need to reset and have moments by yourself. And that keeps me occupied and excited. And so I tap back into that. And dancing as well. I've done a lot of at-home dance classes. Oh, love So that. For, all the, for all those out there that are listening to this and like, I don't even know what I love to do, like take a few <laughs> moments and think about something you may have loved to do as a kid or even just try doing different things and see what sticks.
1: Uh, you know, I will say that um, for, for Christmas, I got myself... Um, Colored pencils, really good markers, and an adult coloring book. And growing up, my mom always every year we got the big box of Crayola crayons and really really nice coloring books or sketch pads. And you know we would do that with my mom. And um, so I have have been doing that at night actually, and it is so relaxing. And it's so fun to be really creative. Um, so yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, you know, I. The other thing my mom and I used to do is rearrange the furniture all the time. I was kind of her sidekick, and um, so that I do. I that's something that I do. I live in a very small house, and my husband laughs. He's like, "Oh my gosh, how many times can you rearrange the
0: furniture?" <laughs> so I'm I'm so excited you said this because. That is, we've been in for the pandemic, largely in our house. Uh, As you know, that's just what I need to do with my compromised immunity. We'll go outside when we can, but we are not going in other places. This is home base, 24-7. And a few weeks ago, my husband decided, why don't I flip the guest room in my office? Uh And then we decided, why don't we move? There's a little loft in our house. Why don't we move? our son's game room instead of a guest room. I'm so sorry to my parents who, whenever they're able to come back, hopefully they're able to come back. We don't have the nice guest room anymore. It's now a game room, Uh, but we decided, especially for now, what we need. And I will tell you the joy and excitement that it brought us, not just the process of moving things around and trying to decide what furniture would go where. And I get so excited when I don't have to buy something, when I can use right. something in my house and make it work somewhere mm-hmm. else. And and then on top of it, now we have new spaces to hang out that seem different. Right. Even though it's the same room that we've been hanging out in for months. So uh, it's funny that you say that something that you and your mom used to do mm-hmm. because it really, like if you live, you know, especially our house isn't very big either. So we're finding creative ways to create new space and Hey, it's it's been awesome.
1: Yes, I, I know it's it's. There's something about the freshness of it, right? The um, you walk into a room and it looks different and it looks fresh. And and I, I will say I'm not a good one with clutter, and so clutter causes stress for me. And so again, having moved, you know, downsized to a smaller home, um, that is something I have to kind of control because that. Does not—that's not good for my health. (laughs) I'll be very honest. So again, I think it's that understanding of what we each need to do um, to to bring uh, kind of calmness uh, to ourselves, which uh, will definitely help our our immune systems.
0: Well, I was going to say, coming full circle, that completely comes to a place where you're nourishing yourself. You're figuring out what you need to take care of yourself. And whether you are healing from a disease or just healing from any hardship in the day-to-day, I think it's it's really important to try and tap in and, and, and identify what could make your life easier. And you talk about clutter. We had Neat Little Nest, Michelle Vig, on for an earlier episode where she is a organizational and decluttering expert, and she does talk about how it's it's not just about your space decluttering. That's a huge component, but that it does. It's also about decluttering your mind and your time, yeah. and that can be really helpful to limit the stress or minimize some of the stress that you may have. So mm-hmm. I, I completely hear you on that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, before we go into one of my favorite parts of the uh, the interview, the Grateful Game, I would love if you could throw out there a few of your favorite. You know, healing meals for those out there because not everybody is here. Uh, you know, clearly here locally in the state of Connecticut. I know you had mentioned that there are eight other affiliates. So if people can look into maybe their location has one, if mm-hmm. if you don't mind sure. mentioning that as well as sharing what you think, if you know somebody that's just having a hard time in life, what you would suggest when it comes to uh, healing foods.
1: Oh, great. Okay. So the affiliate. So I will share with you that um, my sister's organization is called the Series Community Project, and that's C E R E S, and that's located in Sebastopol, California. They have three kitchens there. Then there is another one in Eugene, Oregon, um, and there is one in Nashville. Um, and you know what, Karen, I'm having a blank on all the different names because I get confused of who is where. Uh, well, the good a- news is I can
0: put it in okay. the show notes. So for anybody who's listening, if you want to see some of the other locations, or they can just go to series. isn't it C-E-R-E-S project.org?
1: Yes. And all the affiliates are on, on that list. But there's one in Nashville. There's one in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's one in outside of Chicago. Uh, there's one that's getting started in Buffalo. Uh, ours, and then there's one uh, in Connecticut, and there's another one in California, in Northern California. Um, so, and it's you know again, it, it's great. We as a as an organization uh, really are looking at championing the food is medicine uh, work around the country. Um, we we are also part of the Food is Medicine Coalition, and and my sister Catherine speaks all over the country on um, on Food is Medicine, which is really exciting. So I, what I would say um, as what we can each do uh, as simple steps that we can do, number one is hydrate yourself. Um, we often, uh, most of us, do not drink enough water every day. And the beauty of um, hydrating ourselves is allowing our bodies to flush the toxins. So, Karen, you and I know, like I was inundated with, um, you know, toxic uh, medications that my body is yes. still, my still, you know, dealing with. Uh, so, it's so important to continually flush what we can out um, of our bodies. That's that's one thing that I would say right away. The other is when you can eat organically. And if you're not familiar with the environmental working group, uh, ewg.org, they post every year uh, the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. The Dirty Dozen is the list of the top 12 uh, fruits and vegetables that are the most toxic, meaning they have the most pesticides on them. So what I suggest is that stay away from those um, unless they're organic. Uh, and then they also have the clean 15. So those are the top 15 fruits and vegetables that are okay to eat, not organically. So that's a great start. Um, the other is um, to eat seasonally. You know, we we have the, the beauty um, in this country of being able to get produce from all over, um, even though, you know, we're in the Northeast. This is you know there aren't any any farms that are that are doing much right now, other than some root vegetables, probably. But but you want to eat as locally as you can, um, and you want to eat seasonally. So you know it's it's winter time; these are warming foods. Um, you know, so you, you think about that seasonally. Uh, the other I would say is um, you want to you want to get a good night's sleep, and you know ideally seven to eight hours, um, and and bottom line is you need to breathe. <laughs> and I say that jokingly, but I, I often catch myself holding my breath. And that again, it's like, it's so important to breathe, um, breathe and walk, um, whatever you can do. If if you are somebody who can't get out, you know, walk around your house or um, walk back and forth while you're, you're, you're cooking, you know, just move your body, stretch your body. Um, and those are, those are like simple things everybody can do. If you're, if you're confined to a chair, a wheelchair, uh, you know, kick your legs out, move your hands up and down, stretch yourself side to side, or just move your body and let that blood flow, um, throughout your body. So again, simple things that we can do. Um, actually for Christmas, I will share this, um, Tracy, uh, our wellness director, um, shared a book called Feel Better in Five uh, by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. And it's the simple steps. And, and basically he says five minutes, three times a day to deal to, to focus on your mind and your body and your spirit. So he calls them these health snacks that, and it's about um, building routines around these things. And um, I actually, I'm really enjoying the book. I too need to be reminded that, um, All the time to make these things a priority. So I, I highly recommend that book. I love that.
0: I'll put that in the show notes as well. I and I'm so on board. I'm all about when I started Pretty Wellness. It's all about taking small steps. And if you can make them routines, or as he's calling it, health bites or health snacks, that's terrific. Because I think a lot of us will say, "Oh, I don't have enough time today. I'll start tomorrow." I there's so much going on. I I don't want to break my flow or concentration. But studies have shown is that if you do take a break, you come back more re-energized exactly. and full of, of a different type of focus, which might even be better. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. I'll add that book to the show notes as well, in case anybody wants to go directly yeah. to the link.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great book. I'm really enjoying it.
0: Well, those are, I could sit and talk to you for <laughs> hours because you are so filled with insight about everything wellness and I love what healing meals has done here in Connecticut as well as what the series project has done you know throughout the world you said there is an affiliate in Denmark as well yes so As I alluded to earlier, if you're new to me and to this podcast, I play what we call the grateful game at the end of each podcast. Now, I need to correct myself. It is not necessarily my favorite part of the interview. I actually love when I hear the beginning of when the guest tells their story because it's so, even though we're not together in person, you feel this energy. And that's why I was so compelled to even start this podcast because Everybody goes through hardship, whatever it might be. And to hear somebody else's story and to hear that energy and this this gives you inspiration that there's hope. Mm. And that is that really is my favorite part of the podcast. But I love ending up out each episode with this, what do we call the grateful game? And it all started because my son at the time, he was nine years old. And we would sit in his bed and I had a gratitude book and we would list different things that we were grateful for. And then the book got a little cumbersome for us and he was nine. And so as it turned out, he wanted to compete against me because he's a nine-year-old boy. And so we would come up with our own gratitude list for the day. Now, granted, I am so grateful for my health. I am grateful for this house over my head. And those are all things that are included on a gratitude list. But for us, it really was about what did we experience that day? And why did it make us happy or joyful or bring some sort of emotion that we were grateful for? And it honestly, it's transformed our life. It has given us this nighttime routine that's positive. It has given us a tool that helps us even when there are hard days to put one foot in front of the other. And I didn't realize that that was so powerful. And that's what you hear about being grateful. And that is why I love to end these conversations with the guest, with you, Sarah, playing the grateful game, because some of the stories that we all have inside of us or that we share are tough. But if we can tap into something that's positive in our day, hopefully it can make us smile and make our life a little easier. Love it. So I will start that way. uh, Maybe it makes it a little easier on you. I'll kick it off. I'm going to give us, let's say, 45 seconds. So what I'm grateful for today and why. So I have to say I'm grateful for Wendy for bringing us together because today wouldn't have happened. You and I are living different towns, far away. While we are like-minded, we may not have ever met and definitely not in the capacity that we now have gotten to know each other. And I think this is just a shout out to everybody. Remember, every connection is another connection is another connection and a, a positive connection. So whenever you're going through hardship, know that those who nurture you can be a friend of a friend of a friend. And so I'm grateful for her for bringing us together. I am grateful for my new phone. Am I allowed to say that? I got the new iPhone 12 with all these fun little um cameras on it. And I know it's silly, but there's something really fun about for me about exploring technology and I'm I'm looking at all the new things that it does and I'm not so sure that it's you know that much grander than my last one, but it's been fun for me and for my son to play around with it and to see what else is different? So, Hey, that got me to uh, a little over 45 seconds and that is two. So I will toss it to you.
1: Okay. So uh, like you, you know, I'm grateful for my health and, and all of, you know, all of those important things, a roof over my head, um, you know, my, my wonderful family. Um, but you know, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I am so inspired by you. I'm so grateful to Wendy, uh, to connecting us, um, I feel like I have, uh, you know, from the moment we met, I felt like I had a really um, new uh, special friend, Um, and I know, you know, we say all the time, there's something bigger that we're going to do together, and I really believe that. Um, I am really grateful. I have a a small uh, dog. She's just the sweetest thing, and. Um, you know, she, when, when I'm working here at home, she's snuggled in right next to me, sometimes on my chair. Um, and I just love having that. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful for um, the new hope we have in this country. Um, you know, today, uh, yesterday was a big day. And and I just think this new opportunity that we have um, in this country to, um, to just, bring back the pride and the respect um, for each other. So, and I have three amazing grandchildren and one on the way. um, And I'm so grateful for them. They, so much joy.
0: So beautiful. And thank you personally for the kind words. You know, I feel the same way about you. The instant I met you, I could, like I said, in the introduction, you just radiate this positivity that, that anyone is drawn into. And I felt this connection with just, similar stories and, and understanding, you know, we're different in a lot of ways too, but yet we understand, we understand a lot of where we're coming from. So I know that there's a a mutual uh, love there as well. And, Congratulations. I know the grandkids is a big and exciting deal. Um, I don't know personally, of course, that my son now is 12, but um, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah, for being here, for sharing your story, for talking about how to heal and how to nourish. And I know you provided so many tips and resources for the listeners as well. Where can they find you if they want to connect with Healing Meals?
1: So our website is healingmealsproject.org. And I will include that of course in the links.
0: I also will include your TEDx talk. Though I was in the audience, I rewatched it a few weeks ago and it it's it's amazing what those TED talks can do and they uh, whenever framework you're in, you take different bits of I say like nuggets of information and inspiration when you watch it at a different time. And, Mm -hmm. and I I loved watching it again. So um, I'll include that as well for everybody if they want to check it out. So, uh, so again, thank you, Sarah. And thank you listeners, those who've been here for the journey and those who are new to me, I am so grateful that you have allowed us in your, I guess in your homes or in your ears. And I'm just, excited that we can hopefully help you take one small step towards a healthier life or a happier life. Because that is what I really believe. You Don't get cancer twice and live with stage four and not do anything about it. I want to show others that I have been able to find happiness through my hardships and that you guys can too. So everybody, I'm sending out big virtual hugs and bye for now. Thanks, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us too. If you love us, they might as well. And now, my parting words. Sarah and I both believe that food is medicine. How food can really help us heal. And if you're looking for healthy recipes that taste good, please come on over to prettywellness.com. If you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get a free copy of our digital cookbook. Or even check out our resources section where we offer other healthy living freebies as well. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.